This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Biz Life Simplified, the program where you stress less, enjoy more, and optimize your time, energy, and results. Now, here's your host for Biz Life Simplified, organizing expert, speaker, and university certified executive coach, Nancy Hagen, freeing you to do what you do best. Welcome back to Biz Life Simplified. We have a special guest with us today, Brenda Aveyard. She's a speaker, trainer, and coach, and she'll tell you a little bit more about her background as we go along. So I asked Brenda, you know, tell me about um, some significant moment that really helped you decide to simplify your business. So welcome, Brenda. Hi, Nancy. So so really nice to be with you today. What was a pivotal moment that made a change for me was before Uh I started my coaching business, I was all wrapped up in the corporate life. And I was I was spending 60-hour weeks um, working, mm-hmm. and I needed to get my sanity back. So if I was going to help mm-hmm. others keep their sanity in an entrepreneurial role, I had to create my own. So I started yeah. noticing what I was noticing. And what I noticed was chaos does not produce results. So what I noticed was I was working in chaos. Of course, I'm working in a home office, which many of your listeners are working in a home office, which has Uh great benefits, but it also has great challenges. So once I determined what I needed, I knew that I did not like to come into this room and close the door and work. So I knew what I needed. So I got in the car and I went to Ikea, spent a couple of hundred dollars, came back, with a couple of really nice desktops, put them on top of file cabinets, got a bookshelf, did mm. some decorating in the room. It's such a pleasant place for me to come to oh, work. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. You know, being a that does make... Really, really neat. Mm-hmm. That does make a big difference. Um, I've had clients who had their uh, offices in a dark space, maybe in the basement or something, or they didn't have a comfortable chair or good lighting, and they really did not uh, like going there, and it really impacted their productivity. So I think that's a great place to start. It is. And, you know, a couple hours in my office, I put everything together, and I sat down, and I was relaxed. You know, we cannot work in chaos and get the results that we want. Mm-hmm. So right. my room became a sanctuary for me and a place mm. where I could actually concentrate on my work. And I put bird feeders outside my window. And oh, I yeah. just had a bird fly up right now, a little chickadee. And it's a, <laughs> wonderful, it's a wonderful environment to work. And now it's two years later, and it's time to reboot and make a couple of changes. But it made a huge difference in me and how I yeah, thought about yeah. my business myself. Yeah, that's a really great point. Love that. So tell us a little bit about your business background, Brenda. Well, Nancy, I've done a little bit of everything. I um, started my career managing a dental practice for about 15 years, and then I I struck out and opened my first business, which was a six-bed tanning center. It was back when tanning was first out back in the 80s. I was the second one in the whole city to have one, and 
it was quite an experience. I managed to stay at the dental practice and hire that done because I had learned how to organize my time and how to be productive in the dental practice. Mm. So I had the time oh. to train people to actually run my business. Uh-huh. After that, I was on vacation and I saw a new business concept in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which was called Soundtrack Recording Studio, and I purchased the first franchise and opened it at Kings Island Theme Park in Cincinnati. Yeah, some people then, may remember and, that. Yes, <laughs> I, I run do. into some. I just, <laughs> I just met with a couple of prospective clients yesterday, and the and the gentleman I was talking to said, "You know, I remember that." He said, "I worked at the yeah. park when you opened your studio." So a lot of people yeah. do have memories of that, and it was a wonderful business. I kept it for seven years and then sold it, and um, then I went into higher. Then I went into higher education for a while. And then I went into Meritech Cosmetics and became a senior sales director and in the top 2% of the company in recruiting. And in that wow. business, I really learned how to develop people and a lot about sales. Then uh-huh. after um, Mary Kay, my father died suddenly, and it was a huge change being an only child and my mother never being alone. So I took a couple years off and spent a lot of time with my mom and She's had a wonderful 20 years, very full of life. And then when I went back to work, I went back to work in corporate America. And when I was in corporate America, I actually worked for a major weight loss company as a regional sales manager, training people in, a, in South Southern Ohio. And then I, when they closed after the recession in 2008, I went to the franchise division and actually was a franchise ops manager and consulted with franchise Hmm. owners all across North America. Spent a lot of time in Canada. And during that, I trained directors, regional managers, and frontline salespeople, and also worked with businesses on inventory and the bottom line and reviewing numbers with franchise owners. That's when I really got into learning how business works. Uh Besides my own experience. And then a couple years later, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a couple of years later, they closed, and then I went into higher education. I um, worked with the admissions teams at four colleges in the state of Ohio and traveled amongst them and then wrote a business development program, implemented it, and then I retired and became coach. Because <laughs> this, is, this is the most fun, right? <laughs> well, I'd like to hear... Yeah, I think we'd like to hear how you impact, with all of that experience that you have, how do you feel like you most impact your clients when you're coaching um, how to simplify their lives and their business? I think I think you do a great job with that. However, I work with mostly salespeople. I work with direct sales, network marketing, mm. I work with small business uh-huh. owners who sell a product, and I even work with coaches. And I think the salesperson really needs to be organized in how they're thinking and what they're doing. So one of the things I recommend to my clients is that they have a notebook. or It can be as simple as a spiral notebook, or it can be a journal. And what they do with this, journal is they carry it everywhere with them. It is not 
it is not their calendar. Their calendar may be digital. They may have a calendar that they write their appointments in. But this is to organize their thoughts, keep their notes in, so Uh that their life is less cluttered. I learned Uh this um, earlier this year. And what it does is I had I had about six different journals that I carried with me to different meetings and when I went to a conference and I'll tell you Nancy, what happened was I could never find the notes I was looking for because I didn't know uh-huh. they were in. So right. my my mentor showed me a way that she worked and I actually got a got a um journal and I got it at Walmart actually and it's the coolest thing it's a leather bound journal that's about 8 by 10 and on the top of it it has the 12 months of the year and under it it has 31 1 through 31 so I highlight the month and highlight the date so I when ah. I open it up ah. on the left side if I'm going to an e-women meeting and I want to take notes from the speaker I write it on the uh-huh. left side of that journal because I know if I uh-huh. want a key piece of information, I can go back to the date of the meeting in my calendar yeah. and I know where to find it. I yeah. highlight things, I circle them, and then on the right side, organizing your ideas the day before. I do my organi- organizing at bedtime. My journal goes to the bedroom with me and instead of being on electronics which the blue light does something to your sleep patterns i'm not sure about yes, that yes i've heard I'm that right that. <laughs> yeah i have too. right so i get my journal and i think about my day for the next day and i find that works better for me and it works better for my clients because when you're thinking of your next day you're fresh with where you've been and what you need to continue yes and i number one yes. through six on the right side of that page and I write down what I need to do the next day. And my clients can do the same thing, and so can your listeners. The Uh thing that I work with my clients on being in sales is that their number one activity every day has to be an RGA. And an RGA is a revenue-generating activity. What so many people in business do is they take the easy things and they do them first and they leave the tougher things uh-huh. to the end. A revenue uh-huh. generating activity is where you're where you are processing a sale or building a team. So your number one activity needs to be something to generate money for your business. Because if you don't have a plan to generate money in your business, then it's a hobby. So number one would be yeah. a, number one is always revenue generating. Could be phone calls, could be recruiting interviews for direct sales and network marketing, client calls for coaches, small business people calling on the clients that that purchase their products. And then they can continue with their list. And as you finish it, you just highlight it and move on. And what you don't complete that day, you move it to the next day. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then, so you're saying keep your calendar, you may probably have a digital calendar, and keep that separate. And that goes along perfectly with what I've learned and what I do, too, because, yeah, I keep my digital calendar, and um, 
David Allen, you know, the getting things done guy was the one where I realized he said, don't put your to-do list on your calendar because for a variety of reasons. But then when you look at your calendar, you can see, you know, what your commitments are and you can see your open space and everything. And as you say, and what, and what used to really demoralize me is I would, when I used to put things, um, to do things on my calendar is then I would see all the times that I didn't do them and I had to move them, you know, to another day. But anyway, it just keeps your calendar uncluttered. And I think that he helps keep your mind uncluttered and then you focus more. So I, I keep a, um, a plan, what I call a planner in my office where, you know, I write down the things that I'm going to do that particular day in the office. I don't carry that one with me. Um, I just keep that for my work in the office. But I love the idea that you said about having one journal or notebook to take with you everywhere and you can keep it, you know, in order. And I had a client who, who felt, um, you know, like so many things were scattered, like you say, notes and things that he couldn't find. So he just got a spiral notebook and wherever he needed to take notes, he just put it in there. Um, and then at least he could, in the time frame, you know, he would have an idea where it was. So it's a similar idea, but I love, I'm going to go check out that <laughs> journal that you talked about because uh, that goes even further by having the, the dates and then keeping your... Um, planning there too so so I, those are great ideas the next time anything I else about that, i will see what company that is because it's only like oh. 49 it's really a nice a nice piece. uh-huh if next time i go i've already taken the labels off of mine so i looked inside it doesn't have yeah. a name but i will send you that information you can post it on the okay okay that sounds so good so anything else uh, as far as the way you coach your clients as far as simplifying and focusing their um, business and everything well, let me tell you that you want to offer? One of, yeah, one of the things is that one of the things clients ask me all the time is, how should I have my calendar? Should I have a digital calendar? Should I have a day timer? Should I have a... Um, what should I do? And I'm not going there because that is a personal preference. Mm-hmm. I use a digital ca- calendar, and that's why I like the journal. But mm-hmm. I do talk to my clients about the activities of their day, and I break their day into quadrants for them to think about. Oh, the yeah. Okay. The first quadrant. The first quadrant is before they go to work. People fall into usually one of two categories. They either have a routine where the alarm goes off, they get up, they take time, they do their meditation or their exercise, then they may um, get their shower, get dressed, and go to the office, whether it's in their house or whether it's at a different location. The other part of the people stay in bed until the alarm goes off three times, and then they stretch and, and hit the snooze button. And by the time they get up, they're late. And they're trying to get dressed and get ready to leave to go to the office or to go into their office. And then they don't have time to have a healthy breakfast. And they grab mm-hmm. 
you know, they just grab a cookie or something. They go to work or go in their office and start working, and then they have to get up and leave their work, go fix a cup of coffee, and they lose if they don't get in until 9 o'clock in the morning, and then they have to fix coffee and give excuses if they're in an office. All the other people as to why they're late, they have lost a couple hours of their day. Yeah, And and how they feel about themselves, how they feel about themselves in the process is is almost the worst part of it because they can't feel good about that. (laughs) And the negative self-talk they carry around with them all day because it's starting off wrong. Yeah. So we talk about your before work habits and then your morning and afternoon activities. Everybody's, everyone's business is different, but breaking your day up into four sections in your morning is the first thing you, the first thing you need to do is revenue generating activities and get those done first are the most important because as I said before, if you're not making money, you don't have a business, you have a hobby. So Uh making sure you have a list of follow-up and a list of client calls, however you structure your day, because most of the people listening to this are probably in a service business. I think everyone in business is in service. So making sure you're servicing Uh your clients and generating activities for monetary growth. And then in the afternoon, your customer service activities. So if you were selling makeup, say you were Mary Kay or Rodan and Fields, that would be a great time to call and see how their skin feels, to see how the product is, how the product is working for them, schedule Mm -hmm. a follow-up, visit with them, et cetera. So sometimes you have to flip those, but in generality, make sure you get your revenue-generating activities and your service activities during your day. And then after work... Nancy, some people go home and they work all night or they just leave their office and they're back and they're working all evening. They don't have a start time and stop time. Uh I also feel that that's very important because do you go home and say, oh, I'll just have my dinner in my office. I need to do a few extra things. I want to follow up with this and that and the other. Or do you spend time with your husband or your wife? Do you spend time with your kids? And then later in the evening when they're doing homework or your wife is on the phone with her friends or watching her favorite show, you can go into your office and finish up a few things that you need to do. But I really feel that how we start our day and how we end our day tell a lot about the person that we are and where we have opportunities for growth. Yes, yes. And I think of that after work, that evening time, as a regenerating and a refreshing time um, for in several ways. One, just, uh, you know, I think there have been a lot of studies showing that we're more productive if we take breaks, and you know, instead of trying to just keep going and going and going, um, that if you take a break, you're more refreshed when you come back. And then also, you know, give yourself an opportunity to do some things you'd like to do. Maybe it's reading. Maybe it's, you know, some social media with friends or something like that, something you'd really enjoy doing. As you say, you know, time with your family, of course, come taking priority too. But uh, I think then that doesn't lead to the feeling that a lot of people have like, oh, I never get to have any time for myself. And I know I've had clients who 
you know, thought they needed to be answering their bosses' emails or texts at nine o'clock at night. And, you know, I just think you need to give yourself a break, give everybody a break, <laughs> and uh, then you're more refreshed when you come back. So I'm I'm a big believer in that. I think that's a great way to to uh, look at your day. Those words are golden, Nancy, because I actually lived that life in corporate America where I never stopped. I was um, emailing, you know, uh, I was emailing clients. I was emailing my boss. I was talking to people on the phone about business. I know. I lived that. And that was the chaos that I was in. Once I started this business, this was one area of, of opportunity of growth that I had for my own personal development. So right now, Roger's up pressure watching our patio because one of my great rewards at the end of the day is to go out and sit on the patio in the swing and talk to him about our day. Yeah, or there you sit go. There, you know, call a girlfriend or sit there and look at Facebook and catch up on what's mm-hmm. going on in everyone's life because you have to keep Facebook out of your office hours. I am so sorry. But you can get so wound up in Facebook that you really don't get any work done. Right. So I try to Absolutely. save mine for the evening. Me too. Right. And, I agree. And isn't that better than watching it all day long? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Plus, then you feel like you've you've earned that time. You deserve it because you've been focused and gotten done what you need to get done during the day as much as possible. You know, we never get everything done we want to do usually, but get the important things done. And uh, then you can really enjoy relaxing. That's right. And if you really get good at your revenue generating activities, then you have money and you can go shop in the evenings, which is really fun for women. (laughs) (laughs) And then you can go to Lowe's. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Good point. Oh, well, thank you, Brenda. This has been so helpful. Um, tell us, do you have uh, any particular um, venues in your business that you like to work with people you want to tell people about? Yeah, I, I work with people. I have workshops, and then I also have programs that um, people can sign up for, usually 6 to 12 weeks, and we work on a call-in system on the phone. And a couple of my programs are Creating Your Own Selling Style, where I work with people in the sales process, how to network, what to do when you go to a networking event. How many of our listeners probably go to networking events every week, and then what do they do with what, who they meet and what they have? Mm-hmm. Scheduling, mm-hmm. Right. I'm just going to throw this in as my last tidbit, is if you're going to go to a networking event today, schedule 30 minutes tomorrow morning to follow up. Connect with the people that you meet at that networking event on LinkedIn, send a note if you want to have a one-on-one with them to get to know them better. If you feel you can help each other in your business, schedule the time to do it. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't do it, you have a box of business cards. And I wish people could raise their hands in the audience because I bet a whole lot of hands, if everybody's being honest, is they have a box of business cards. But if you're not processing those into into your mailing list, into your contact list, who's the priority for you to contact? That's mm-hmm. that's not business time. That's social time. But anyway, mm-hmm. I do it through workshops, through call-in programs, and I also have 
what I call my VIP coaching program. It's a one-on-one program where I work with my clients for nine months. It's like birthing a baby when you're making changes in your business. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I started my business working with clients for three months. Well, they uh, three months later, they were back. You know, I'm seems like I'm going backwards rather than forwards because it's really hard to keep yourself on track. Accountability mm-hmm. is one of the biggest things that a coach does. So my VIP yeah. clients have me all the time. I mean, they have access to me all the time. And I don't mind taking an emergency call every once in a while. I have one client who calls me, you know, if she's at a trade show and she has an idea or she wants a different reply to something someone said. And it's a 30-second call and we're off the phone and on our way. But my VIP clients are like my family. I spend a lot of time with them and um, help them grow their business and help them stay accountable. This summer, actually starting Tuesday, I'm doing my – Business Builders Summer Boot Camp, which is 12 weeks with a call-in. And it's always going to be about accountability and knowing what your numbers are and how to work less hours during the summer but get more done by being highly organized. Mm. So I'll have to consult you on some ideas for that. Nancy, since you're the organization specialist, maybe I'll have you talk. um, I'm going to have some guests speak. So maybe I can have you speak uh, to my group. Oh, well, that sounds like a nice idea. Well, I'll give everybody your... um, Pardon? I said it is a great idea to share share other people's skills with my group, just as you're sharing Uh other people's skills Uh and your skills with your podcast audience. Yeah. You know, sharing is how we all learn and grow. Right. And we benefit from the perspectives and experience of other people, so... Yeah, I love that. Do. So Brenda's website is Brenda Aviar, that's A-V as in Victor, E-Y-A-R-D as in backyard. So it's brendaaviard.com. So they can find more information there, right? Yes. And you okay, can Brenda, well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Pardon? Okay, Did you have one more thing? Yeah, I was oh. going to say you can email me at brenda at brendaaviard.com. If you oh, have a yes. Good point. Something I can help you with. It's pretty easy to remember, brendaaviard.com and brenda at brendaaviard.com. <laughs> right. Okay. Great. Well, thank you so much for all the good ideas and, and perspective that you shared with all of us. And uh, well, thank you for have a great me. week, everybody. It was an honor to spend with you. Bye. Oh, great. Bye-bye. This is Biz Life Simplified, where you stress less, enjoy more, and optimize your time, energy, and results. Join us each Wednesday on the EWN Podcast Network. To download the program or learn how to be a guest on the show, go to EffectiveDay.com slash podcast. Programs are also available on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, EWN Podcast Network, Stitcher, Tune in radio and aha radio. Remember, Biz Life Simplified is where you stress less, enjoy more, and optimize your time, energy, and results so you are free to do what you do best. This is the EWN Podcast Network.